Good morning, afternoon, or evening. Please delete as appropriate. Welcome to this episode number 386 of the Material Podcast. I am Andy Anatko, and with us is Florence Ion. Praise the Lord. Yet again, under the weather. <laughs> By the end of this podcast, you're going to start to hear it. Can you get like like child size hazmat play suits, like Dora the Explorer, but like when it was like, like with a big full hoodie and, and its own enclosed airspace? Just, you know, spray her, hose her down with Lysol before you let her into the I, house. I am telling you, Andy, this is unprecedented. I definitely, definitely am believing more of my theory is the fact that now that we are post-COVID, in the mind, in the eyes of the, you know, controllers of the state, let's say, uh, they have, you know, they said COVID is over. So they were like, okay, no more masks. And ever since then, it's like every other little sickness is just like coming on. It's not COVID. It's not COVID. It's just, remember the other things you could get sick of? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And like, and here's the other thing though, the, like the awful catch 22 of all this is that I can't go get like a flu shot. I can't go get my next, my uh, next booster until I am not sick anymore. Cause they will not inject you if you show up like with a cold or anything. Um, so it's like delaying my ability <laughs> to actually, you know, build up antibodies, get the shot that I need to get so that I'm not like just constantly logging in every day. Like, yeah. hi, I'm half a brain. <laughs> yeah. I See, I, I'm wondering if like maybe the, maybe the next big thing, like now that like the, all these shared workspace, like startups are, are have imploded, like what we could do is we could basically fuse like we work with the Japanese capsule hotel concept only uh, these are like tiny little work cubicles where it's like you, you can get to, you can, if, if it's really important, you get like three days worth of work done and you don't get sick. It'll basically let you live in a boy in the plastic bubble sort of environment where it's just like all plastic surfaces. They're all like hosed down, like before, before you enter, it's nothing but pure, like HEPA filtered oxygen, uh, and basically, you know that okay, I'm not going to get I'm not going to get sick if I if I pass the test just before entering into the plastic bubble. I'm no, I know that I can at least get the next three chapters of my book done before I'm waylaid by and 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 it'll have one one of those doors with like those those like rubber gloves that are part of the door, so you could you could still hug your family, you know, you could still you know wag a judgmental finger at your children uh, if they need discipline. Uh, but, uh, mm. but, but, but again, the point, the point is you wouldn't miss any more deadlines. Yeah. I, uh, we're all just doing our best here, folks. Um, <laughs> and you know, I have to say like, I'm really trying to do my best right now and I'm struggling to figure out where I belong on the internet because this whole, I'm sorry to spoil it a little bit, Andy, but we had a hard time putting the show notes together today because, <laughs> The entire news cycle is taken over by what is going on on Twitter. And I understand, like, back down on Earth, for a lot of people who aren't on Twitter, they're like, okay, whatever. Sucks for you guys. Uh, <laughs> but I, I am having a really difficult time with everything that's going on. I'm I'm really, like, questioning what's next for me. I'm trying to, like, figure out a place for myself. And because I am sick like constantly sick. I don't have the energy to give to my social media life. So I'm like <laughs> feeling lonely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I, I get that because like, um, for me, Twitter, a, Twitter is a, a place to offload some of those like thoughts that pop into my head that are, that, that are in that butter zone between like not legally actionable. So there's no reason why I shouldn't say it, but also not interesting or profound enough to actually be monetizable. So I uh -huh. can just basically, if I, if I'm just, if I'm waiting for like my rice to finish cooking and like it can, and I, and I consider something pops in my head, I can basically get rid of it. And it's no longer my problem. Now it's the, now it's the problem of like 80 to 90,000 people who follow me on Twitter. But, but the other thing, great thing about it is that it really is as someone who works alone, who's self-employed, who doesn't go into an office, it really is like that background, like moving in and out of humanity where someone might just lean their head in their cubicle and say, Hey, wait, do you see Tony's tie? Like, Oh my God. Was it? Oh my God! Did their their kid like make him another tie for Father's Day? Oh my God! I gotta go. I, I gotta get in on this. 
Like I these and before let me and let me tell you something before that happened, but before like Twitter and social media like gave me that sort of outlet for that sort of thing, I was a subscriber to Jenny Cam back in the day. Like this was like what? the like it sounds so familiar. Yeah, she she was like the first like life streamer or like live streamer. Yeah, live streamer. You have to you can't call them cam girls because that's a different side of the internet at that time. Right, exactly. And and basically Sorry. I no exactly no for no. any Gen Zers out there, that's how it works. There weren't I, I don't I don't even think that the infrastructure for being a cam girl was like was available back then. But but basically, you know, because like it cost her a lot of money and hardware and bandwidth to like keep the live stream, and, and she was nominally a well de- web developer. There's there was some some tea slash drama that it was so long ago that the words drama and tea also had not been invented yet, uh, f- at least not for that context. Yep. Uh, but so, uh, but yeah, for for I think it was like seven or eight dollars a month. But I found that it was actually like for a whole summer there, it was actually very very pleasant to have just this little like window like as i'm working on my computer like for eight hours a day of someone else working at their computer eight hours a day and no no there there were no chats there was no like oh well geez if if you'd like i will i i will order uh like a roast beef sandwich and eat it like uh, eat it for lunch it's like no it's just here's here's just a, a security camera of her like of her office um now i had i did have to cancel later on when she found out other ways to increase right. viewership. Monetize. Exactly. Uh-huh. Um, but, yeah. but, for, but, but, but that's, but it, the, the point remains that some of these parasocial relationships, even like less than parasocial relationships you have on like social media, they're actually kind of nice because again, it gives you that, it makes you feel as though you have that really, really safe little like inconsequential interactions with humanity so that you, you know, that you're in an office environment I don't have to have really long conversations with anybody. I'm not expected to actually say anything substantive about what how I spent my weekend. Uh, I can just say, yeah, oh my god, the Red Sox, boy, that lack of relief pitching sure is killing them. A eh, what? Uh, hey, how's <laughs> how, how's how's that uh, how's that LS swap going on your Buick? He said, remembering that he mentioned something about an LS swap on a Buick, not knowing what it was. So yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know what would happen. It, it really would be like moving to a new town a little bit, or moving to a new office. And like, okay, so now I got to figure out who's the weird guy, who's the weird guy that I have to like not listen to, who's the who, who's the person who always who, who's that one really fun office person who. Once once they realized that it pleased people that they want that they wore that really really weird vest, they started buying weird vests just because they knew how many how much mm-hmm. other people liked it. That sort of stuff. So if if I were to mm-hmm. leave Twitter or if Twitter were to become like Anatevka, you know, just this empty village that people used to be in, like I that's what I would miss about Twitter. Yeah, that's the thing is I don't know where to go, like just to put my thought into the void and kind of like see who's around to bounce back right. for it. You know, it's because like, I like to be alone, actually. I really do like to be with myself. But once in a while you get a thought and you're like, you know, I would love to just <laughs> <laughs> have an echo chamber on this for a quick second and then go back to being alone. Uh, and so Twitter really allowed you to do that. I, um, I'm not finding the same parody with TikTok because, uh, you know, I, I've talked about the fact that I've gotten, I've subscribed. Actually, I tweeted about this. I finally subscribed to the Disney streamer that I found on TikTok. Okay. I am now paying them $6 a month. And they go to the park pretty much four, four days a week, four or five days a week. It's their full-time job. Sometimes they go to the other parks in Southern California. Uh, but now it's just like you were talking about Jenny Cam earlier. Uh, and by the way, Jenny Cam was the nineteen like mid nineteen nineties live streamer. So right. Andy was right; it was preceding the Cam Girl generation. Uh, just some light history for y'all out there. But yeah, it's just not delivering the same because I feel like I'm. I feel like you know a YouTube groupie, you yeah. know, you know. <laughs> No, I, I, it's I, like, I, I like, totally I, hey, everybody. But like, it's not really about interacting with me. It's just that, like, I am a part of this group of people who also watch this person do this thing. Yeah. And, and there's and there's also that little thing where I, I've never I've never got into like following anybody on like 
YouTube or whatever who does that kind of like life life stream sort of stuff where it's like most of the people who I the people who I follow like have an interesting hobby and they have content that they create for it's not like right. hey well watch me as I do my laundry and oh my god look it's some of our limited my new limited edition t-shirt that I was wearing I was testing for it's it's like okay I'm, I'm based it's I I went through uh, it's it's also it's also it's also relevant that I went I I don't I don't want to uh you know Jim keep this in because this is I'm foundering for the right way to put this that it's not it's not as though I disapprove of like these like video the 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 vlogger sort of lifestyle where it's not hey this is about I have a channel about technology or hey I have a channel about fashion or whatever it's like no I'm just going to like 3 days a week basically give you an give you an, a, a peek into my fascinating life and mostly it's my life as a YouTuber which is tends to be like a snake eating its tail sort of thing. And again, again this is your kids. You're getting a lot of like eighties and nineties reference references here. Now, the other thing you have to know about like uh, a big segment of media in the eighties and nineties, that this is when autobiographical comics became like a really explosive thing. Mm-hmm. This is like independent comics from independent artist creators who like inspired by uh, R. Crumb and from a generation before, uh, and by like Chester, uh, 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 oh, names I can, names I can barely remember, Chester something and Seth and, and and these other people who do it very very well. They were oh I'm 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 going to do an autobiographical comical comic about my life, like scenes from my life, and some of them were exceptionally good. When you have a, a creator like Dennis Acorn, who had an amazing. <laughs> who had a really really incredibly like adventure filled life and he was mostly telling stories from like 10 years previously uh so he's not like he's like live blogging his life through a comic book but there was one creator that i enjoyed because i i i bought this trade paperback again little like one or two page stories that were very very entertaining and then he turned into a like a regular series and Eventually, I had to stop buying it because the stories that he was telling through this comic book was one of I I I lead a lifestyle intentionally that is if income wise, if homelessness is two out of ten on the income scale. I intentionally keep myself at about 2.3 so that I don't have to have, I don't, not it's not so much me supporting myself through my art. It's that I can basically survive on basically nothing. So mm-hmm. as a result, because he doesn't have anything other than uh, <laughs> this comic book to get out once a month, every single issue would be about a putting together the next comic and B I won't get into details here, but uh, he was obsessed with a very lonely habit that he now had basically at least 20 hours a day that he could devote himself to. And I felt, and I felt as though I'm not encouraging this person to go find the source of light in his life. Mm. I feel as though I am, I am basically making sure that his hamster wheel is well oiled and safe to safe to run on so he can continue to run in place in this cedar chip line cage filled with his own urine and feces so to speak metaphorically speaking mm-hmm. and i felt as though i was complicit in that and i felt as though i could buy my two dollars and 95 cents a month was helping him to stay on that hamster wheel and so, uh, so that's, that's i i get i get like a little glimmer of that whenever i find a channel that is again just a vlogger who is Hey, I'm manufacturing adventures just to have something that I can put on as examples of how my life is going, as opposed to, hey, I had a $2,000 budget in which to go out and do this one thing that I think would be interesting to make a video about. That sort of stuff I'm willing to support with my my Patreon money, with my YouTube support money. I, I don't know if it's the same thing with your person, though. With your no, Disney. my person is more just a, I feel like I need an escape from my life. So let's go to Disneyland. Okay. That, I mean, they just like, they, hey, if you're going to escape from it, life, that's a good place to go. No, I mean, I'm not going to, I don't want to pay the money. So first of all, they made Disneyland very expensive mm. over the pandemic. And, you know, there's a lot of articles out there about how Disney is cutting back costs and like the guest experience is going down. Like the food portions are smaller. Everything's more expensive. So I'm like, I'm not going for a while. I know I have a kid, but like she can wait. And I, 
Um, I live in California. I live in Northern California, but it's a six hour drive there. Like everybody has done it. It's part of living life here. Uh, and so I can go anytime. So what I, what this is, it's like my way of previewing what's going on at the park without spending the money and the time and the resources to go down there while also getting my fill. You know, I get to go on the Indiana Jones ride and I get to be there when it breaks down and then everybody's (laughs) evacuated. Uh, now you see Andy, this is a really big inside joke. I'm hoping one person gets what I am saying because Indiana Jones is notorious. Those older rides are notorious for just breaking down constantly. <laughs> like, uh, you know, you know, the dropping ball on Indiana Jones, right. you know, the big boulder. It's been broken at Disneyland for a couple of years now, like in a notorious way. It doesn't drop anymore. <laughs> that, seem, that seems wrong. Given and, they're char- and they're charging us more money for I'm tickets. About, I'm like, about to say it's not as though you get to go to see that for free. It's like I, th- yeah. I thought you're. I thought you were going to say, "Oh, it's unreliable and it tends to break down a lot." As opposed to, no, it's like it's like a hotel that they already know they're going to close it in like two and a half to three months. So it's like we're not going to fix like the bad plumbing because that's it's what it much feels cheaper just like. to refund people. Yeah, that's my that's my fear. And also, I'm sorry to like just quickly tell you this about Disney, but obviously, I'm paying this person now, and I pay them because <laughs> I think he knows his gas to get there. You know, and I know they're. This is all part of Disney's thing. There's actually a whole world of TikTokers who do this. <laughs> Someday, if you guys want a bonus episode on it, let us know. We'll do it. I can talk all about it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it it's $160 to get into the park now per person. <laughs> Plus, now they let you pay so you can get uh, ahead in the line. Yep. That that really like sticks to my craw. I'd rather have my money go to the person so that they can just you know go do the hard work for me of yeah. sitting in line and, and paying those things. So and I still get my fill. I still get my fill. And uh, yeah. it's either I fall asleep to that Andy or I fall asleep to the same episode of Taxi again. <laughs> All right. There's something very soothing about Danny DeVito yelling at a bunch of people. I, I <laughs> don't know what it is. Yep. I don't know what it is. I, mean, I think we, it's because I saw Matilda too many times. <laughs> we, we, <laughs> also, we, we, great movie. We should we should we should get, we should get on with the show eventually. But sorry, the sorry. I, I will I will say that like you you do bring something up that like I have been so further disillusioned by Disney like over the past like few years and particularly because of like all of this like coverage that we're getting through like tiktokers and youtubers and it, it's it's a lot like how like it's it's a lot like what what like destroyed like hollywood celebrity what destroyed like the british royal royal family like they like whereas whereas like the oscars and having having an, uh, like an interview with a big famous like actor on a late night talk show was a big deal because ooh we get to see this peek into someone's life it's like no we get to see this pretty much every, they have they have social media accounts and tmz is following them around with phones like every, every single day there is nothing we don't know about them and so with a, a so there's a familiarity uh, bringing con- uh, breeding contempt and so, like, okay, so now it just seems like this very, very. I, now that I'm seeing everybody talk about, like, not just, hey, this, this was our once in a lifetime sort of, like, now that the kids are old enough and now that the other kids are still young enough, we decided to, yes, spend a lot of money, but have a really great, like, week at Disney. Now it really is a lot of these, like, professional Disney attendees who are, t- who just, uh, uh, maybe they're lucky enough that they just happen to live close enough that they can yeah. do, do a channel. And, and it's not only is it like not magical enough. No, it's, it's just basically a, a another theme park. But the other part of it for me is that just like you say, it's like um, I'm I am young enough that air travel was never magical. It was never mm-hmm. a special. Oh, I should I should be what what tie should I wear when I board the plane because it's mm. so special. I want I want to look just like the people in that Eastern airline or the Trans World airline Clipper ship ad. Uh, and what what made airlines so disgusting is the endless, relentless, aggressive nickel and diming of everything. Where it's like now, now we get to the point where no, you can't select a seat because we will, we will, if, if unless you pay us extra money, we will stick you in the most disgusting, uncomfortable seats possible. If you want an aisle seat, that costs extra. If you don't want to sit next to the toilet, that costs extra. And now that you find out that uh, even Disney 
even Disney, they're still like the one of the most big and like notoriously like penny pinching and evil corporations creatively like known to mankind. Even when they're like, well, we will make sure that yes, you spent what is one hundred sixty dollars entrance fee. Mm-hmm, something like that, yes. One hundred per person for, for for one day, not just like like a, a for, pass. per per day per, per day. day, right? Not <laughs> yes, oh yes, it costs one hundred sixty dollars just to get in here, but we will make sure that unless you keep giving us more and more money to become a Disney Gold member, or oh no, really, you, you you've only you've only gone once in the past year. Like we will make sure you will have the worst experience possible, and the only way to have a tolerable experience at disney i.e what everybody got uh, for whatever was what for was probably 80 dollars 10 years ago it's going to cost you extra or else you're going to if you want to if you want to wait three hours in line if you would rather wait wait 20 minutes in line it's like i there's a there's a there's a cost of like actual money and then there's a cost to like human dignity that Mm -hmm. i'm thinking that as as i got older and older i became more and more aware of that it's like Really? And, and oh wow, that I've heard of this there's this this lovely pineapple frozen snack called Dole Whip. Wow, I can't wait to have that. Wow, that's a lot more expensive than I thought, but okay, you know, I'm at Disney and then you bite into it and really it's shaped like your base <laughs> it's it's shaped like that big like swirly soft cream soft soft it's frozen pineapple cream. juice. Right. But no, but but I mean if even if <laughs> what, what I'm getting at is that you bite into it and really it's it, it's not like a soft serve ice cream cone where what you see is like all the ice cream you're getting it's it's an empty hollow pyramid like t- a cone of of this twirl thing to make you think that you're getting uh, this is this is causing me i i and i'm a survivor of junior high school two years of junior high school mind you. i know but I the thought, thing I is thought like, that i'd lost all the dignity i could possibly have lost what i suffered at the hands of all kinds of like my my compatriots that time but i think disney is putting their shoulder into it to find a way to really burst that burst through that ceiling and and yet i want to see now i have nostalgia for it (laughs) dole whip in the tiki room come on andy andy we got to start the show or i'm gonna leave us for la we will (laughs) and you and you're actually closer even though i'm sick i'm just gonna leave for la Hey, I'll, get, I'll be there in the morning. Doesn't stop any anybody else. Um, but okay, so uh, like like we said earlier, not a whole lot going because there's you know everybody wants to everybody in the tech industry wants to go home. We want to go home. The only reason why we're not home is that we have to keep emptying our mailboxes of all the. Hey, I don't know if you've closed your holiday gift guide, but we've got eleven great new Bluetooth speakers. That no, it sounds like the same Bluetooth speaker eleven times over. <laughs> None of which I would be remotely interested in. Anyway, I have too many Bluetooth speakers already. Uh, good heavens! <laughs> I actually, I'm, I'm doing house cleaning, and I actually have a box for Bluetooth speakers now, including two that I just found by the side of the road, and they happen to work. Anyway, uh, so <laughs> probably fall off of someone's bike or something. Anyway, uh, so but we do we uh, fortunately uh, Google doesn't have to create its own like product announcements or things like that. They're actually, because they are being, uh, being uh, investigated and prosecuted all over the world. Uh, almost any given week, there could be another, uh, another smash judgment against them. And boy, did we hit the jackpot this week or rather 40 different States attorney generals hit the jackpots this, this week uh, with a huge, huge Google privacy settlement. We'll be talking about that. Uh, and because we're not above being petty, we're also going to talk about Apple being accused of almost the, exactly the same thing by one of your coworkers uh, at, <laughs> thanks to a, an article by one of your coworkers at Google. Um, and uh, just to show that we're not just hapless socialists who just want to tech all like American uh, successful companies, we will be talking about uh, DuckDuckGo, not quite at the same scale of Apple as, or Google, but they're doing something nice that fits into this theme of bastards who are trying to get at our privacy wall or whatever uh but and all that will be waiting for you after this message have you ever thought about starting your own business creating a brand sharing your wealth of knowledge with the world using your years of experience to create something for yourself hover wants to help you take the first step in getting your ideas off the ground if you have a brand that you've always dreamt of building or a business you want to take online the first step is finding your domain name Hover makes this super simple with a clear and straightforward user experience, easy to use tools, and truly amazing support from friendly humans. It's never too late to step up to the plate and share what you have to offer. Getting online has helped thousands of people around the world reach new heights with their businesses. 
Now, I've talked about this before, but I actually have a hover domain. Flowrights.tech is the URL that you may have heard me mention. And what I like to do with that one is I like to map it to wherever you can go find my work the fastest. Right now, you know where I am on the internet. And so naturally, I went over to hover. I mapped the domain to go to that particular author link. And now I can give out the easy URL when people ask me, how do we find your work online? You find it at flowrights.tech. In addition to the classics like .com, you can get extensions like .shop, .tech, like me, and .art. And with over 400 more to choose from, you'll be able to find the perfect domain name for your business, one that's memorable, relevant, and that boosts your brand. You can buy a domain, set up custom email boxes, and point it to your website with just a few clicks. If you ever run into trouble, help is just a phone call or a chat away. Secure, simple, and reliable, Hover is a trusted and popular choice among millions of people launching any kind of brand or business. If you're ready to get your idea off the ground with the perfect domain name, head to hover.com slash material to get 10% off your first Hover purchase. That's hover.com slash material to get 10% off. Our thanks to Hover for their support of this show and of Relay FM. Well, at this point, how much of a fine do you think that Google would have to pay before we would think, ouch, like that, that's, that's got, that's got to hurt for Sundar Pichai to get out the checkbook and write that many zeros. How, how high do you think that number would be? Something like, uh, I don't know, 50% of every pixel sold. Oh, wait, how many are they actually selling? Uh, that's, prob- uh, that's, that's probably not enough. I, I, I'm trying yeah. to, I, I do think that $391.5 million is a lot of money. It's, it's more than, it's, it's better than sometimes you hear these settlements of, my God, Google's going to have to pay $9 million to Germany for, oh my I'll God. I'll never how see that to- much in my life. Yeah, never exactly. see that much in my life. That's a, uh, <laughs> Actually, then there is one Powerball winner who's like, I got that on me. Come on. I know, right? Why are you, why are you complaining? <laughs> uh, time, time's what? Four? <laughs> four or five? Anyway, but that's not what we're talking about. Uh, so Google has a, agreed to settle a huge breach of privacy lawsuit that 40 states, 40 states attorneys general uh, basically got together to file this joint suit. They uh, Google apparently decided that they were scared enough by this case that they brought to settle for three hundred ninety one point five million dollars that will be shared amongst all forty states. Uh, they uh, the attorneys general claim that this is the largest ever paid for a privacy violation. Uh, Google is saying we can do better. Uh, I'm sure. So their lawsuit was the result of a four or five year long investigation that examined Google's behavior from 2014 through 2020. Uh, they found that Google had violated multiple state consumer privacy protection laws, and uh, this was all about how uh, users wound up who tried to turn off various forms of Google location tracking found that either actually it wasn't even that they found that it was impossible to do so, but the interface was so opaque and uh, these features were distributed across so many different places and different Google products that you could basically think that, Oh, here is an easy switch to flip that says, yes, p- turn off location tracking. Great. Google's no longer location tracking me. And of course that didn't have any effect at all. And Google continued to track location. This upsets most specifically uh, Oregon and uh, Nevada's uh, state attorneys generals, uh, and they basically brought in 38 other states to basically take the burden of this long, long investigation. Uh, as the head of the investigation and prosecution, or the co-head, Oregon's Oregon's uh, attorney general Ellen uh, Rosenblum uh, had the the the, the key the, the keynote press release, like, and it says, "For years, Google has prioritized profit over their users' privacy. They have been crafty and deceptive." Consumers thought they had turned off their location tracking features on Google, but the company continued to secretly record their movements and use that information for advertisers. They probably read it just like that, though, Andy. It probably was. You know how they are in the courtrooms. They're very intense. They're very intense. Having to like having to like lean against like the the railing of Mm -hmm. the jury box for Mm -hmm. I, I, I. It, this is this is wrung so much out of me that I need physical support to keep standing. But I mm-hmm, must mm-hmm. I must find the strength. I must summon. From, <laughs> it is it is my unburning fire for justice that boils the kettle that keeps this turbine 
Okay, thank you, Andy. Uh, so uh, what did Google do? The bottom line is that they created, again, a situation in which users who thought they had disabled Google's location tracking while using Google software and Google services were still very much being location tracked. Uh, the lawsuit alleged that the problem existed since 2014. So it was not just, hey, there's, here's this one incident. They were basically annoyed by what they saw as a persistent and pervasive problem that Google didn't seem to care about. Uh, the problem seemed particularly in need of a smackdown on their uh, on their behalf, I think, because Google was still tracking people even after they'd logged out of their Google accounts, which is for most people, they think, gee, if I'm logged out, how can they keep tracking us? Uh, for like for uh, people who are more savvy, uh, they would say well, that means nothing. There's still all kinds of ways that they could track you from, from here to Sunday. But we're talking about regular people here. That is, this is not this is not something that we should dismiss as as common knowledge. Uh, so it was they they basically decided that it was impossible for users to be in control of location tracking, uh, and they actually specifically describe Google's actions as not just, well, they could be doing a better job and geez, it's unclear. No, they called it downright deceptive. Um, and we can argue about whether this was due to what you might call downright evil bastard mustache twirling evil doing <laughs> on the on Google's behalf. Or maybe it was just something not benign, but less salacious, where Google was just, let's say, not motivated to make it super duper clear to users when they were being tracked and when they weren't, and to make sure that every single place in which they possibly have a switch that turns on and off to, to control this stuff, to make sure it's all working together, or create one master switch to make it clear. Again, you could see how they would not necessarily be motivated to do that without necessarily saying, oh, no, no, this is a feature. We're going to make sure we're going to make this as, as deceptive as possible. Either way, all these all these attorneys general after this investigation had enough of a case against them to say that don't care don't care whether this was intentional or not the effect on consumers was very clear and you violated all of these laws so obviously that scared uh, google into writing that huge check uh, that would be the better part of valor um in addition to the check which Oh my God, I hope that part of the settlement was that Sundar Pichai had to like present one of those big, enormous, like novelty lottery checks to, you know, this attorney general of Oregon and just like a, a photo presentation with, with press and everything. Uh, probably not, but the money is going to be good enough for them. Uh, but Google also agreed to make it clear how it collects location data and make it clear whether tracking is on or off. Oh my God, how will they ever develop the technology to do this? Um, the, Press release from the attorney general's office actually specifically mentions some of these details. Uh, I'm quoting here. Uh, Google has to show additional information to users whenever they turn a location-related account setting on or off. They have to make key information about location tracking unavoidable for users, i.e. not hidden. And thirdly, give users de detailed information about the types of location data Google collects and how it's used at an enhanced, quote, location technologies, unquote, webpage. Uh, so obviously Google agreed that their practices needed a major readjustment in that they agreed to the settlement. Uh, but that said, during their defense and also during the reaction to all this, they were quick to point out that a lot of the attorney general's complaints had already been addressed. Uh, for instance, Google gave system privacy settings a major overhaul in 2018, uh, but lest you think that they're, oh, well, we're, we're always looking for ways to make the things clearer and easier. Yeah, 2018 sticks out in people's memory because in 2018, the, the Associated Press published the results of a long-term investigation of their own that alerted these states to what Google was up to. So a lot of this stuff that they did on their own in 2018 was probably just crisis control. Um, and just right. yeah, and, and just writing this check doesn't end the problem. These are just the 40 states that were working together. Uh, Google actually wound up settling a separate privacy case with the state of Arizona for $87.5 million. Right. So very, uh, I think that was just last week. Uh, again, on, on, these same, on these same problems based on the same AP article. Uh, and there are still some uh, suits from Washington, D.C., Indiana, and Texas that are still pending. But yeah, 391, I, I know what I could do with $391.5 million. Uh, and so I think that was, I, I don't think that's a small amount of money. So what do we do? What do we do while Google figures this out? I mean, they said that in 2024, they were going to, I, that's regarding cookies, but I'm just thinking in the next couple of years, they're really going to be doing some background work, I guess, to yeah. separate 
these parts of the operating system so that they're not going to be fined over it anymore. I also kind of feel like I know we're gonna, we're going to talk about Apple next, but I also kind of feel like because Apple came out first with you know, the sort of ability to pick and choose your permissions and, you know, what your phone has access to that now it's like, you know, it's it's set a precedent that should have been set a long time ago. <sighs> but it's just it's still, you know, it still feels like theater sometimes. Yeah, it's it's hard to know. I mean, Google <laughs> has earned its reputation as someone you have to keep your eye on when it comes to privacy, because if users had, if Google users had complete control over tracking of, 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 uh, of their behavior, Google would be out of business. They are an ad business. Right. They don't, they don't, they don't sell, they do not sell personal information, but they do sell targeted ads. They have uh, their product, their ad product wouldn't be successful if they couldn't a deliver ads specifically to the very very narrow demographics and users that they're promising and also if they couldn't prove back to the advertiser customer that hey look here are the click-throughs that we got here are the number of people who actually went to your product page based on what we served Mm -hmm. so it's i that said i'm not uh i could be i could believe that this there isn't an office that (laughs) an office of obfuscation inside mm-hmm. inside google to make sure that things are as complicated as possible i do think that just as i said they are not motivated to have like a, a, a an overall uh, i don't know co- companies have compliance officers for complying with uh, actual like regulations but i'm talking about there's one person who's des- whose job it is to look at the entire game board and make sure that everything works consistently um, we, we have so many different product managers, so, so many different product groups, so many different tracking technologies that there just isn't like one master switch to throw for on and off. You do have to have these five or six yeah, or seven switches and that they would have to, Google would and probably should overhaul all of their tracking to simply say, OK, this is going to take us a couple of years to do. It's almost a moonshot, but it's clear that this is going to cost us more money in fines. It's going to cost more if we want to continue to be able to make money from advertising by collecting this kind of rich information. We are going to have to build this sort of master control and redo uh, all of our stuff so that it works. So and 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 I'm not even I'm not even sure that there isn't a, again, the evil muscle muscle Ooh, there must be a way we can make this even more complicated Feynman. okay round up round up your best your best interns your most nefarious and most abjectly amoral interns and find a way to make things hurt for consumers even more again this is a two trillion dollar company and don't you know never never assume that things that they were innocent but so that was uh, a good one, Andy. Though I was imagining you. that whole scene in my head. <laughs> thank you. I, I am I am a communications professional. I'm proud to say. <laughs> um, but yeah, as, as as you said, Apple got into hot water similarly, uh, and we'll talk about that after this break. So, as you can imagine, a lot of people who are a skeptics at heart, and also maybe even like anti Google at heart. Are certainly saying, oh well, this is very on brand for Google. I'm sure that this is just just like just like spring uh, comes after winter. <laughs> Every quarter comes another anti privacy uh, anti privacy piece of news from Apple uh, from Google. Uh, but yeah, Apple got as it happened this week or last week. Apple got into the, almost the exact same sort of hot water as well. Um, actually, this is because thanks to an article that appeared in Gizmodo last week uh, mm-hmm. so that revealed uh, some research that had been done by a couple of different like security developers uh, d- proving that they seem to prove that apple also has been hornswoggling its users into falsely believing that apple wasn't tracking them when they were totally tracking them uh, so this according to, it was based on research uh, conducted by two developers and security researchers at a software company called misk m-i-s-k named after hmm. one of two researchers uh, by thomas germain i'm just going to quote like the article itself because because, hey, uh, for all of Apple's talk about how private your iPhone is, re- so, may I say, solid lead paragraph here. <laughs> I mean. It, 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 it kind of, it okay, I'm, I'm going to, it kind of deserves like the 90s newscaster voice. Like, for all of Apple's talk about how private your iPhone is, the company vacuums up a lot of data about you iPhones do have a privacy setting that is supposed to turn off that tracking. 
But according to a new report by independent researchers, though, Apple collects extremely detailed information on you with its own apps, even when you turn off tracking, an apparent direct contradiction of Apple's own description of how the privacy protection works. The iPhone, again, we cut to like B-roll of like the Apple campus mm-hmm. and people walking mm-hmm. and looking mm-hmm. at their iPhones. The iPhone analytics setting makes an explicit promise. Turn it off, and Apple says that it will, quote, super of this quote, disable the sharing of device analytics altogether. However, Tommy Misk and Talal Haj Bakri, two app developers and security researchers at the software company Misk, took a look at the data collected by a number of Apple iPhone apps, the App Store, Apple Music, and we have a bulleted list of these things appearing on screen, uh, Apple TV, books, and stocks. They found the analytics control and other privacy settings had no obvious effect on Apple's data collection. The tracking remained the same whether iPhone analytics was switched on or off. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, Apple, this came out, the story came out last week. Uh, Apple has not said boo about this in reaction. Uh, and they are now facing a class action suit. So, uh, it's probably likely that <laughs> uh, Tim Cook has called a lot of people saying, hey, yeah, about <sighs> you going home for Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's. None of that is happening until you tell me what the holy flick happened and why 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 we are being why we're getting this bad press about something we're not supposed to be getting bad press about uh so yeah that's that that is bad and it's super bad because like uh, i couldn't help but remember like in 2019 apple decided to, apple is always like flying they they, they built this beautiful they, they made this beautiful like johnny ive like surgical aluminum chamfered edged halo that they keep putting above their own heads them saying that yes we're the people if only every company could care as much about privacy as we do we we think that privacy is an inalienable human right we would never never ever 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 violate our users privacy and they're they, they can be real jerks about it too the like, so 2019 ces they decided to erect like a a, a building sized billboard wasn't wasn't it across the right across the way of like google's like little pavilion the ces conv- pavilion saying what happens on your iphone stays on oh, your iphone I totally forgot about that big big huge flex and this is again i'm especially with apple which which does have a legitimately good uh uh reputation for privacy parenthetically because they don't make any money off they they can't make they can't monetize that the way that google does so it's the same reason why like google gives away its products for free instead of charging a 40 percent premium markup on it because they don't right. really make okay apart from the uh, in, except for the pixel line in recent line they don't make money off of hardware they make money off of services but yeah so it's a really really bad look for them for apple well for both of them but yeah especially bad for apple because now it's like okay maybe you should it's 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 like every single time a politician tries to make political hay Mm -hmm. off of Mm -hmm. like some malfeasance that someone in the other party did and say oh well gosh i mean like it is the week before thanksgiving there really is no real news you know what maybe i'll just do an old lexus nexus search on like your name and financial records hey Guess who got half a million dollars in, well, kind of maybe illegal donations from 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 energy companies, despite the fact that you said that didn't. Yeah, you were the one. Hey, I'm quoting you here that said that you are not beholden to to corporate interest like the. Oh, isn't that interesting? You get a church lady about it and you, you got it because it's, it's funny as hell when people get caught like that. So. What I'm trying to understand is what did Apple do with this information that it collected? Is it just using this for its, like my understanding is that they're using this for some sort of uh, contextual, you know, well, not even contextual. They're using this so they can come up with listicles about their users. Yeah. 
It's the best way I could put it in my head. Uh, stats. They want stats, right? Um, yeah, I mean, a, a lot of... I, I, I want to... Yeah, I, sorry, Andy. I, I just want to say that I'm excited for us to get to the next bit about DuckDuckGo because I so badly want to tell you about some things that I found out that I didn't know until the feature that we're about to talk about. So I will probably, I guess, hold my tongue for another <laughs> minute. Okay. Well, all, all, all I will say is a Parthian shot uh, against Apple. Yeah, it's... For, for one thing, it's uh, Google violating uh, privacy is a lot more suspicious than Apple doing it. Because, again, Google is stealing, essentially stealing stuff that's valuable to Google. Apple can't really do much with the data that they're stealing, quote, stealing, unquote, from from consumers. Uh, it's valuable in the sense that almost every app like has some sort of analytics going just so they can figure exactly. out that what what buttons are you tapping on like what mm-hmm. part what what features are you using versus what are you not using and what also, version are you on what was the temperature right. of your phone was your gyro were you moving when this thing yeah. happened did it sense a gyro gyroscope yeah and and a lot and part of what makes this kind of offensive is that a lot of the techniques that Apple were was using is were basically well are well used by uh marketing companies uh for even if you've turned right. off even if you even if the software in question does not have access to unique de- uh, device identifier codes it does things to what's called fingerprint the device mm-hmm. to say okay here's like, like you say here are the apps that are on the device here is the version of the operating system you're using here's the size of the screen you're using all the stuff that it can learn about even if the code actually doesn't have access to read that directly um so it's so so it really is this i mean i say this with a little bit more um of an empath uh, empathetic uh tone of voice than i would with google it is possible this was just a colossal screw-up that this is something that should have been turned off but was turned on by mistake or somebody uh who did not get permission for this said look it's okay. If, it would take us another week just to basically make sure that all of our own apps are secured against for, for privacy. But we're not collect. We're not doing anything with the information we collect. So hey, six and one half dozen the other. I, I, I and given Apple's track record, I think they've earned a certain amount of not trust but res- reservation of judgment until we hear what they have. They have to say um, the fact that. Again, this was a big, big, big piece of news, and they haven't said anything about it. Makes me think that they don't want to say anything until they've done an audit. Until exactly, they spanked whoever needs to be spanked, and they have a plan for. It. Here's what we're doing. To we are announcing today that we're not, we're releasing a new edition. We're releasing right. oh, iOS sixteen point one point two, which right. basically turns off all the stuff that the, the article was was mentioning. It. We thank I know you wanted emergency program. SOS this week, but instead we're going to push out this other thing uh, because. <laughs> <laughs> because reputations on because, the line <laughs> because gizmodo thinks that we were violating your privacy okay i i guess i guess that hot new game that everybody wanted for apple arcade is gonna have to wait until after christmas <sighs> yeah i i hope i hope it was something yes innocent well, um We'll find out. Uh, well, Christmas, as you said, Christmas does did come a little bit early uh, this year. Uh, DuckDuckGo released a uh, feature in now in an open beta for their Android right. DuckDuckGo app that had been in a private beta for about a year. I've been using it actually since for almost for an entire year, uh, but it isn't really is a really cool app tracking protection tool, uh, and this is uh, just a boy DuckDuckGo. They they probably have. Their Halo, unlike Apple's, was not like self-installed. Like they are earning it, like by creating. You're tools. saying they're an actual. They're John the Baptist. John the Baptist did all this hard work. John the Baptist got beheaded. I'm about to say, you know, what he got and, out of it. Right? And a duck, you know, <laughs> how many how many ducks are being beheaded like this month for for Thanksgiving? I'm saying so. Uh, so they, so yes. they, they are they are literally sticking their neck necks out. Duck, duck, go. God bless all of you. Uh, but let's talk about what they're actually doing. So it's it is an app tracking protection tool, kind of similar to uh, app, Apple's app tracking ter- transparency tool. As a matter of fact, when they first announced this feature last year, they're comparing it to, hey, we, we've got like it's they, the best way to understand it is to is to think that it's kind of like Apple's app tracking transparency tool for Android. Only when you look at it, it actually works a lot better than app tracking transparency. 
Uh, mm-hmm. Apple's as as the previous story uh, told, uh, if a comp- if a piece of software chooses to ignore <laughs> this uh, ignore this setting, they are not necessarily free to do so, but they can do so. It's really all about being banned from the App Store and souring your reputation with Apple and finding a right way around it. Uh, but uh, this tool that uh, that they added to the DuckDuckGo app uh, doesn't just affect what you do within the DuckDuckGo browser; it affects all of uh, the apps everywhere on your Android device because it looks for um, the the way that they describe it on their blog is that it's kind of like a VPN only if you can imagine one that only <laughs> VPNs only only examines the traffic on the device before it actually leaves it's not a privacy tool but every time uh, every time a uh, any app on your phone tries to send information out to the broader internet they don't know that duckduckgo's tool is actually looking at it first and if it if uh, any of the things the things they're doing matches a database that duckduckgo has on the device that is constantly being updated for suspicious behavior it will at your option block that uh, block that activity but also rat out the device uh, the the app saying here's the app that tried to do this thing here's what they tried to send and here's where they tried to send it and so uh, whereas uh, it, these things can be con- conceivably circumvented on on, uh, on an apple device uh, on the Android device, it just can't be circumvented unless you're specifically trying to make an end run around this particular tool. Um, I've been using it for about a year. I haven't noticed any slowdowns, any apps that have been screwing up on me. Uh, that what that wasn't always the case, and the, I think one of the reasons why they went from private beta to open beta was that hmm. performance has gone way way up, uh, reliability has gone way way up, and it's I don't think it's quite there yet. It's still in beta, but it's very it's if they continue on this trajectory by the time they get into general release it would be it might be something that I will just tell everybody hey make sure you have the duckduckgo app and you've got this feature enabled on android because it's so simple to use it's very very effective and it, you, we need we need countermeasures we need our, our our own sword and shield against these evil bastards that are trying to steal our data and monetize us in a way that we wouldn't approve of would you like to know how many tracking attempts have been attempted <laughs> in the 10 hours since I enabled this feature on my Pixel 7? Hit it, hit it with a number. Okay, it, it, it's going, it's, it's still going up 22,755. <laughs> that is not a small Over number. 16 apps. Um, and now I would like to, what I was alluding to earlier, I was thinking about what Apple could be tracking for. And I learned because of the DuckDuckGo feature, I learned that some apps track things like gyroscope and, you know, yeah, what was going on with your phone when this bug hit? Uh, Apparently, I didn't realize Slack has a bug tracker that's on all the time. It's called Bugsnag. So it's just constantly pinging to let the Slack servers know how their app is going. Um, A weather app that I use has a lot of Facebook inputs in it. So I'm going to see if this will translate to Andy, but there's just like this long list of stuff that Facebook's tracking, screen density, available device memory, a device brand, headphone status, like all these, all these things. Um, Oh, the, the tracking device that I use for my kiddo, the little GPS tracker Mm -hmm. that she wears obviously is pinging um, just to kind of like see with this. Also a bug tracker. The, I don't want to say it's egregious. I, I totally expected this, but like shopping apps, shopping apps are the ones that, you know, I, I didn't used to install shopping apps. Um, but then the pandemic happened and, you know, I got into depressive shopping and <laughs> yep. now these apps just paying me because whatever I need noise in my life, I guess. Yeah, there's uh, Google is pinging all the time. There's a metrics that are pinging all the time. Obviously, Salesforce, mm-hmm. because the whole point of Salesforce is to manage a list of customers. Uh, and something called New Relic. It's it's wild, man. Yeah, it's wild. Like these are things that I never really like. I knew this stuff was getting sent out, but yeah. when you look at it listed out like that to you, you're kind of shocked. It it is enough to wig one out. For sure. Yeah. It's just kind of like, yeah. why do I, I shouldn't have Forever 21 installed? Like, yeah. yes, there's some great stocking stuffers there. And, <laughs> you know, it is really convenient to look at it on the phone when I'm on the couch. But 
do I really yeah. need it to track me? <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, it's super annoying because if uh, not, uh, not only is it a good tool just for itself, but also it's a really good educational tool that is really showing all these things. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. and but they, we won't get into like the, the huge, <laughs> the huge, uh, you know, ball of tangled up Christmas lights. That is my anger and annoyance of how, how and why, like, uh, I get tracked on my phone, but so mm-hmm. much, so many of the, uh, uh, free apps that do useful things, even free apps that are like, Hey, it's a free app that, uh, that lets you shop at this store. It's like, okay, so you're making money off of me because you're making it easy for me to shop. That's great. I understand mm-hmm. that transaction. I enjoy shop. I enjoy like being able to do my online, my, my, my grocery shopping through this app. But another way that they're making the, making it profitable is that they will include a code library that basically pays a, from, uh, from an outside marketing firm that just pays a bug bounty for all the payload that this app is sending out. So it's not as though it's sending analytics to my grocery store so they can understand me as a consumer. It's just simply, wow, we, we, it would rather than, rather than this analyst, this, this marketing company trying to, you know, trying to release the, 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 the most incredible Pokemon style app so that people install this one app in their tracking code. It's like, no, we will try to sneak our tracking code into as many, apps as possible and as diverse uh, diverse a range of apps as possible so that if if anybody has any one of these 63 apps installed i'm we're not just talking about oh well they just they decided to install this really really obscure like calculator astrology app no again this is the ordering this is this is what they use to order groceries from their local uh, stop and shop congratulations you are now part of our ad tracking network and that's like dude like why are you <laughs> Dude, it's like, and it's not, it's not as though, like, it's not as though, like, you're giving me, uh, like, diet, diet Dr. Pepper two liter, two liter bottles for 79 cents. <laughs> you're still charging me $2.30, just like everybody else. But I'm give, but you're stealing this information from me for free and you're getting money for it. And that absolutely sucks. I'm going, you know what? I'm going to learn how to make my own diet Dr. Pepper and that'll fix your little red wagon about that. Um, yeah, I mean, I, don't know. I, I just I get I do get I do get riled up about this because we've done we've done nothing and this is for ten years and this is exactly what we deserve. Uh, so until we get a federal laws that say this is what not only this are we going to outline what's illegal, but here is how badly we are going to punish you if you violate these edicts. We we have the ability to put you out of business. Yes, you Apple. Yes, you Google. If you if you decide that you can just write a check every time you violate uh, these laws we've created to protecting consumer privacy, I mean, the I'll I'll, I'll terminate the the screed by simply saying that we I've always thought that we need a federal precedent that says that personal information is our property that we cannot sell. We can license it, but we cannot sell it. So basically, if you take this from our device without knowing or knowing it, it is like stealing health information. It's like stealing our financial information. It's not just oops. We're boy, we are we we're we are launching an immediate investigation to find out what happened because we know that your trust in us is the most important part of our customer relationship with you. It's like, yeah, that was a nice piece of PR that you put out there. You're still gonna be have you're still gonna have to fire your CEO, most of your C suite, and hand over seven hundred million dollars in fines and basically turn yourself back into the regional bakery of snack cakes that you were in 1962 before a number of mergers and, and businesses turned you into a financial services company that allowed you to buy another consum- computer services company. You are going to feel the pain. See, this is, this is what I just want to end and say, this is why I feel like this is theater because I just keep looking at the, at least in the U.S., the people who are, you know, supposed to be our watchdogs who are supposed to be protecting us with laws and and things of the sort. And we see how slowly things move. Uh, I I still don't know that a lot of people at that level of power, let's say, are really acquainted with what the world is like on the Internet, which is sad. Yeah. And unfortunate, considering that's where humanity is. Yeah, I mean, law, law, lawmakers have like really, really good advisors. They have really, really good staff who's who work very, very hard to make sure that 
their investigative committees are informing their elected th- these elected officials that they work for about these issues. But we still wind up with dingbats asking 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 Sundar, who can who can ask any pointed and embarrassing question of Sundar Pichai, and he's saying, "How come my iPhone doesn't work?" I'm like. We don't make the Dude, I don't work for that company. (laughs) Thanks, though. Uh, Wrong company. Thank you. Um, Thank you for thank you for like the six minutes in which I did not have to ask about like our data retention policies. That was a that was a that was a brick out of my backpack. Thank you very much, Senator. Good heavens. And you know what, Andy? At the end of the day, Apple and Google aren't Facebook. (laughs) Okay, that is true. Sorry, sorry. Well, that's see, that, and, that, uh, that, and that's another that, yes. that's that, and that's another thing before we before we wind up. It's um, we are properly worried about Facebook and Google and even Apple uh, because mm-hmm. they are uh, Facebook Facebook now less than Google and Apple. They are multi trillion dollar companies right. uh, that are that are in the case of Apple and and Google that are not being. Let's let's see how deeply we can auger this plane into the into the ground. We just want to we don't want to crash to onto the surface. We want to create an impressive ditch mm-hmm. that they'll be mm-hmm. talking about for fifty years after now. Congratulations, Zuckerberg! You are you are going to make your mark on the mark on the world in a way that you probably did not actually anticipate. Uh, but <laughs> but uh, but the thing is, a lot of the a lot of our attention and legislative attention and and. Uh, and punitive attention towards Apple and Microsoft and Google and even Facebook is a di- is a distraction against these mark a these marketing companies that are nobody knows the name of them but they are the ones that are putting their tendrils into everybody and those are the people who don't have a because they don't have a public public reputation they don't have a public reputation that they have to support so it doesn't matter if they can find more data they will find more ways of getting that data mm-hmm. and equally scary are the ones that are useful to the power structure i I hate to sound like a hippie but that is the most clearest way of putting it that there are uh, there will congress ever pat and uh, the the oval office ever pass data protection laws that say that even law enforcement does not get to have the right to have unrestricted warrantless access to our data and our phones. I I don't care that people are simply driving cars in public and that a camera can simply capture license plates as they pass by. You you can make a technical academic argument that this is happening in public so that the so the cops have a right to observe it, but you know deep down that the principle of this law did not anticipate a, a police officer that could write down pl- license plate numbers at a rate of 100 per second and immediately correlate that with people who might have open warrants, people who, uh, people who might, who might have a skin color that will make them of interest to idiots in law enforcement and, uh, and in the power structures and stuff like that. This is what uh, this. So we will always have like a 500, half a billion dollar judgment against these huge tech companies. Will we ever have the judgment saying that? Yep. I, you know what, uh, officers, uh, lieutenants, head of the FBI, you made a hell of a great presentation. You're right that this murderer would not have been stopped if not for the fact that you basically made an interpretation of a 1943 privacy law that said that you didn't have to have a warrant mm-hmm. for this. We are okay with certain murderers getting away if it means that uh, cops do not have the digital right to simply – have the, use their master key that they have to every single door in every single house, walk in, whether someone's inside or not, and rifle through people's papers just in case that person might have, have committed a crime that you're having a, a wee bit of problem solving. You don't get to do that because that is a, that is a basic principle that we've decided is non-negotiable. And nothing these days, very little seems non-negotiable. Witness who just decided to run for president again. But we will end there before we get into another angry 90 minute rant thanks uh, for listening everyone <laughs> yes <laughs> happy happy turkey day and we we will have it we will love an episode next week it's gonna yeah, it's gonna be will. it's gonna be a more fun one a more abbreviated one we actually agree. i I, ar- I i already found our lead story and it's an amazingly cool one it is something that i'm okay looking, i'm i want right. to i want to save the surprise for you and our as Flo, okay. as well as our listeners but it was something that i discovered today totally at random saying we are going 
if if even if it's even if we do like a half hour long show, this is going to be twenty three minutes of that show because it is such Perfect. a f- cool fun oh, thing. Wow, I can't wait uh, to to talk about again. Hey, <laughs> no, I can't wait. It's I think I'm as excited to talk about it as I hope everybody is to hear about it. Uh, but <sighs> before then, uh, you you got some great stuff on <laughs> before you before you started getting super super sick again. You you posted some new stuff on uh, on Gizmodo and elsewhere. What what, what are cool things people? I did, Andy. Last week I got. Got to go look at the new Android yes. Auto beta, and by the way, I just got my beta um, entrance today. They granted me access, so I'm going to be on the Android Auto beta, and uh, pretty much I just got to like look at it and pod it at Google HQ. So that's up or, up at Gizmodo.com, and I also got to try out Emergency SOS. Uh, at Apple Campus, so I wrote about that as well, and that's also at Gizmodo.com. Um, it was last week was a lot of traveling down in Silicon Valley <laughs> to try out things. So, which I don't, I don't, you know, it was it, worth the drive. It's worth the drive. Um, <laughs> it definitely read the emergency SOS one if you can, because yeah, that was that was it's an interesting one. We need that on the Android side of things. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Oh God. Well, it might might be a while before we get it because that now both both Apple and Google not only had that nasty story about about them doing the same like privacy nastiness, but they also mm-hmm. had like major stories with like half a billion dollars like attached to them, and like mm-hmm. Google said, well, yeah, uh, yeah, Apple. I mean, we we could have if we had the forethought spent half a billion dollars to basically build out all the infrastructure needed to put satellites to support another right. company's satellite program. So that's such a thing as emergency satellite SOS could be possible. Unfortunately, we already it's had that earmark for, <laughs> for, for like basically <laughs> paying the that's price really for our point. malfeasance <laughs> over many, many years, violating yeah. the trust compact between us and our users. But hey, maybe we'll we'll once we get that piggy bank full again, we'll think about putting some birds in the air to have. You know, that at least Android. the pixels have car crash detection. Just the there pixels. There he goes. <laughs> I wonder how the other. I wonder how the other Android people feel about that. <laughs> Try see if 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 anything that means that. Hey, I'm sorry, God. I'm I'm doing yeah, classes know, right know. now. Should, I'm sorry, I'm talking we about this. Do that. Every so everybody knows. <laughs> Sorry. Um, as for me, as for me, uh, I'm on uh, WGBH Boston's NPR station uh, many Fridays out of the month. Uh, last week, uh, we, t- of course, we talked about Twitter uh, and we also talked about mm-hmm. stable diffusion and stuff like that. That was super, super fun. Go to WGBHnews.org uh, to stream uh, past shows and also stream things live. You can also go to the WGBH News YouTube channel to actually see video uh, of, again, me. Probably actually, I, I wore a tie and a vest because <sighs> I'm on I'm Serious on business. I'm on NPR TV, and I've, I've, if if my words are not going to convince people that I know what I'm talking about, at least hey, at least he knows how to tie a full Windsor mm-hmm. knot. Uh, and I'm actually actually because of <laughs> because of Thanksgiving next week, I'm on a little bit early. I'm going to be on 12:30 in the afternoon on Monday, and you can go to wgbhnews.org live or later in order to check that out. Uh, but that's going to be it for us for this week. Thank you so much for listening to us this week. We hope and well, usually we say have a great seven days, but you might actually be able to get our <laughs> the next week's show uh, very very mm-hmm. early because we're again we we are we are both going to be so laid out with L- a L tryptophan and B mm-hmm. the state mm-hmm. of the state of our families uh, that we're probably not going to be able to rec- we realize that we're not going to be able to record on our usual Wednesday or Thursday, so we're recording actually on a Monday. So hopefully, uh, whatever however many days it is between now and you listen to the next show, we hope you have a wonderful, happy, healthy, safe, and thankful set of those mm-hmm. days see you next time bye-bye bye everyone